Can we give a big hand to our Lord? Hallelujah. You may be seated. Isn't it wonderful to have somebody else praying for you? I say, isn't it wonderful? I love this. I love this. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now, last year, I talked about the Saturday of the crucifixion. Do you remember? And I told you that we all preach about the Friday and the Sunday, but we never mentioned the Saturday. And I explained to you what happened on Saturday. Hallelujah. Uh, you know, I told you that Saturday is one, is that moment, that moment where you don't feel that God is with you. It's that place where you come to, where it feels like, where is God? And I explained to, the, to you that when they put Jesus in the grave, they came to that moment. A moment in time where Jesus was not with them. He has been with them for the past three and a half years and, and, and taking, giving them fish. Amen. Uh, saving them from a storm and doing all kinds of miracles. And then that Saturday, he was in the grave. And the mind was going all over the show. And I told you, it's that place you come in your life and it feels like you reach out to him, but it's quiet. Hallelujah. Amen. And then that Saturday was the time where they had to make a choice. If they are in because they love him or they are in because he does things for them. Because on that Saturday, he couldn't do anything for them. On that Saturday, he could not move on their behalf. On that very Saturday, he was in the grave. The Lord tells us that he went to the lower parts of the earth. But he was not among the disciples. But the beauty of a Saturday is that the Saturday was a time where they prepared to worship. It's in the quietness and the emptiness when you don't feel it that your worship takes a meaning. Because they were preparing the spices that they're going to put on his body. That was a Saturday. That was a Saturday. And I promise you, each person has a Saturday in his life. If you don't have it yet, hold on. There come a time in your life where you feel like, Lord, I'm trusting you. And if there's no Saturday in your life, there can't be growth in your life. Because Saturday engineers the pain of growth. Yes, yes. When you feel left on your own. In that place, choices are made. Hallelujah. I say choices are made. You have a choice to abandon him. Or you have a choice to prepare for the Sunday morning. But, but, but they were not preparing for the resurrection. They were preparing to go and put perfume on the body, on the dead body. So they were not preparing for the breakthrough. They were resolute to even stay in the situation like that, but still worship a dead body. And are we at that place? Where we don't feel him, but yet we worship him. 
when, when, when he didn't do what we are trusting him for. And he decided to do otherwise. Do we have a, the, that stamina to stand in the face of a struggle and say, you know what? I did not get it quite well the way I wanted it. But he knows best. I didn't get it that way yet. I wanted it. But it feels like this time and this time his ways are not my ways. Yesterday we were at a funeral of Sister Tembi and I was standing there and I said, these are one of the moments I don't like. Because I believe in healing, I don't believe in burial. So when it does not come the way I was trusting God for, it's a painful process. It's a painful process. But you have to make a choice. Are you going to believe what you believe or are you going to deny what you believe because of what you are going through? And unfortunately, many people deny what they believe because of what they are going through. It was a shock to me. It was a shock to me to hear that she passed on. But in a moment like this, I know it's a Saturday. I know it's a Saturday. And I cannot stay on a Saturday and giving up because I know for sure Sunday is coming. Because there is a Saturday, there must be, there must be a Sunday. Saturday feels like it's a gloomy day. Imagine the emotions of these women when we were sitting. They have followed Jesus all their lives and they believe that he is a Messiah. Imagine what was going on inside of them. And imagine the mother of Jesus that saw her son being pierced on the side. Imagine the emotion that sometimes I, I, I enter the Bible to just, to just feel the emotions of these people. And know what they try to picture what they were going through. And in their mind, I believe that, that depression sets in sometimes. Because you feel like, so what now? He made the promise. But he feels like he's not fulfilling the promise. If you have been here, my brother wouldn't die. If you have been here, and Jesus said, your brother will rise again. They have those moments. They have those moments in life. And many people give up on those moments. They celebrate that Jesus is crucified. But then they forgot there was a burial. Because people say to him, come down from the cross. So the hope is that he will vanish from the cross. But then they realize he's dead. And somebody has to take the body down. And somebody has to carry the body of a miracle worker. And that body couldn't do miracles. But somebody carried it. While those who benefited of his ministry have fled. Somebody that was never healed. Somebody that was never, that, 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 that never had that breakthrough came in time 
and made a difference. Took the body down. And while the men were nowhere to be seen, the women were following the body, going to that place of burial. And they saw where they buried him. And they say, we're coming back to this place. We have no expectation, but we're coming back. We have no hope, but we're coming back. We're coming back. How will you hold this told? We're coming back. The problem is that, but we're coming back. And this is the church God is looking for. A church that does not give up in the face of opposition. Can somebody say amen? amen. And I want to, that was some of the things I said last year for those who were not here so that you will not be lost because God is looking for people that can talk like the Apostle Paul. We are smacked down. But not destroyed. Amen. We are perplexed, but not abandoned. Amen. But in all this, we know that we are more than conquerors for Christ who gives us the strength. Because we have taught you that, that, that faith produces always a result, which is true. Faith always produces a result. But what, are, what, are, what about those moments where your faith does not produce the result you want? but produces the result God wants. And there's no one here that can say that he has never been to those moments. And, and then you come to a place where you say, but I don't understand. I have done, I've applied the words. I've never said that. I've done what I know how to do. I've quoted the word. I, apply. I believe in my heart. I have the spirit of God. I feel God, but, but, but something is not adding up. And then people start to develop other theories. Yeah. Instead of saying that, but I know that all this will work. <laughs> For my goods. I, I don't know how it's going to, but I know the end will be beautiful. I, I, I have no idea of the world, but I know the end of this story. I, I don't know where, where, where this is taking me, but I know it's a broad place and a place of happiness and pleasant place. I know that God will take his glory in all of this. I don't understand why sometimes we bury some people. I don't understand. But I know one thing. Hallelujah. That the dead in Christ rise. It just for a moment. The grave will break open. And those who are dead in Christ shall come and pull say comfort one another. Uh, because one day those graves will split. And these people will come out. But while we are alive, we should proclaim life. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to just shortly speak about the power of substitution. Say the power of substitution. Hallelujah. Are you here with me? Yes. This is a, a wonderful Saturday morning, so you don't need to go home. 
People like to go home. I don't know what they <laughs> You're going to eat that meat and it's finished. <laughs> hey. Hallelujah. David said one hour in your, in, your, in your court is better than a thousand wives. Right? Power substitution. What is substitution? Substitution is the action. Is the action of replacing someone or something with another person or another thing. Is the act of replacing someone or something with another person or another thing. Hallelujah. Amen. That is the dictionary. So I'm not creating a definition here. But what I can tell you is this. The power of substitution resides on this, which you might not find in the dictionary. It resides on the fact, hallelujah, that the one benefiting of the substitution may live the life of the one that took his place. Can I say that again? The power resides on the fact that the one benefiting of the substitution may live a life of the one that took his place. Hallelujah. That, that's a powerhouse. I said, that's a powerhouse. That's what the dictionary will not give to you. But let me make it visual. And that is, come, the two of you. Come. Let me make visual so I can see. Now, let's say this man is in trouble. He has done something that deserves that he may be sentenced to death. God forbid. You will never come to that place in your life. You keep on living. Just for the sake. Devil is just for the sake of a message. Mm. Hallelujah. Now, and, uh, and Tate Ioannis loves him. Amen? Amen. And in Tate Ioannis is a police officer. And he loves this man. Hallelujah. Amen. Then Tate Ioannis comes. And say, this man cannot be killed. And what does he do? He takes his place. And this man comes here. And in Tate Johannes is gone. Now this man remains alone. But the power of substitution says, by the time he remains here, he becomes in Tate Johannes. Automatically, he becomes a police officer. Because what makes Ntate Johannes him has been transferred upon him. So that by living his life now, people will see Ntate Johannes. Because Ntate Johannes laid his life for this man. So the life of this man has been transferred here. And the death of the man that took his place has, is the death of this man. So when he was gone, he took the life of this man and went. 
and he gave his life for this man. They call it substitution. It's not like the human term substitution where you come uh, to maybe do the same job and no, this one takes completely everything that the other one gave up to. So substitution in a Christian circle means the guilty one takes the innocence of the one that is not guilty. And the innocent takes the guilty one life. And the reason why they kill the guilty one is because his life, the life of guilt has gone in him. And this one is innocent. So now when he walks the street, you don't say Ntate Cameron anymore. You say Ntate Johannes. Then Johannes, Ntate Cameron say, if I live, it's not me. <laughs> Then Galatians 2.20 takes its full meaning. Yes. If I live, it's not me living anymore. Yes. It's you and it's that you and that lives in me. So that his life may continue. So Christian substitution means the life of Christ has come in you. And your life has gone into Christ. So if they see you, they see Christ. That's the whole meaning of what we are celebrating today. And I hope you understand that. This idea was behind the sacrifices of the Old Testament. Let's read it. Genesis chapter number 22, verse 13. Are you here with me? Genesis 22, verse 13. Genesis 22, verse 13. Says, uh, Then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked, and there behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by the horns. By its horn. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up for a burnt offering instead of his son. The word instead is a substitution word. So, so, so God asked Abraham, sacrifice Isaac for me. And Abraham was going to sacrifice Isaac. And on the mountain, God substituted Isaac with the ram. In a way that the Bible even later says that Isaac was dead. So in Christian terminology, Isaac was offered. That ram was Isaac. When Abraham looked back, God has put a ram instead of Isaac. And Abraham took the ram and offered, and God accepted the ram as if he was accepting Isaac. So the offering of Isaac was done. <laughs> so when they were coming down, the life of Isaac, the natural Isaac, was dead. The one that was walking down now was the one that embodied the promise. Before that happened, it was just Isaac, the son of Abraham and Sarah. 
When that happened, he became the Isaac of God. Because God traded his life. Do, do you understand the Old Testament? That was the idea. Let's read another scripture that will bless you. Leviticus, chapter number one, verse four to five. Leviticus 1, 4 to 5. When we finish this message and you go home and you feel like yourself again, then you need prayer. Yeah, yeah, truly. Then you need serious attention. Let's go. He said, Then he shall put his hand on the head of a burnt offering and it will be accepted on his behalf to make atonement for him. Then they say, he shall kill the bull before God and the priest. Aaron's son shall bring the blood and sprinkle the blood, on, uh, the blood all around on the altar that is by the door of the tabernacle of meeting. Uh, that was, that was uh, the context of it was, was the offering in substitution of the offering. So, so, so God was saying, that when you come with that offering, you must put your hand on the head. Why do I put their hands on the head? When they put their hands on the head, this is what happened in ancient time. When they put their hands on the head, they declare their sin before God. And as they speak their sin, their sin is transferred to the animal. So that the animal becomes the guilty one. And the one putting his hand becomes the innocent. And because God didn't want to kill them, he transferred their sin into an animal that substituted them. And then they slaughtered the animal. And he said, you take the blood that will make atonement for the guilty one. Atonement means at one meant, becoming once, one with God. <laughs> so so, so that's the power of atonement. It's like becoming one with God at once. So, so that's what was happening in the Old Testament. That's why they slaughter so many animals. Why? Because the blood of the animal makes atonement for them. But they have to put their hands on their heads when it comes to atonement. Now, in the New Testament, the same thing happened. Hallelujah. Amen. Do you understand that? Hmm, Romans chapter number 5, verse 6 to 10. Romans 5, 6 to 10. Romans 5, 6 to 10. It says, it says there, Romans 5, 6 to 10. For when we were still with our strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man one will die. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet, perhaps for a good man, someone will even dare to die. But God demonstrated his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ substituted us. He died for us. Much more than having been justified by his blood, we shall have been saved from the wrath through him. So, so Christ came. That's why John called him the Lamb of God. Christ came and, and became the substitute for our offenses and our trespasses. The cross was what we deserved. But then Christ went at the cross, and what does he do? He died for us. Remember what I told you in the beginning. So when Christ died, we were acquitted. When Christ died, we were forgiven. But what for? 
so that the life of Christ may be in us. That's why Bible says, have I known that wouldn't crucify the Lord of glory? Why? Because his life has multiplied. He killed one Christ. He ended up with a thousand Christ. He thought he was solving a problem, but he made it worse. Hallelujah. Because the death of one Christ produces many Christs. In a way that your life, like I said last Sunday, is not your own anymore. You live the life of God. That's why we say, I have the life of God in me. That's what we mean. It's not just a statement of just declaring my faith. It's a statement of fact. That I have the life of God in me. Remember at the cross, they couldn't finish with him unless they put a crown of foam on his head. Remember Genesis that we read now? The ram was caught in a phone bush by the horns. So what happened is that at the cross, when they put the crown of foam, it was the fulfillment of what happened to Abraham on the mountain. Jesus was the Isaac of God. The only begotten son by that time was offered. He was the Isaac. Hallelujah. I say he was the But then, I understand better that actually we were the Isaacs. <laughs> because the ram was killed so that Isaac may go free. So Jesus was the name of God. We have become the Isaacs of God. So when Jesus died at Golgotha, we came down with his life. So that the life of Christ may be perfectly in us. So as you sit here, you are not sitting as you, you are sitting as he. I want the church to get that revelation. If you get that revelation, your life will change. Because you will be able to talk like Paul, if I live, it's not me living anymore, it's Christ living in me. And now, when you carry on with the life of Christ, guess what? His life is fully manifested in you and you live his life. And then you need need to go back to the full gospel to know the life of Christ. What was he doing? What was he doing? What was he busy with? What was the dream of God to reconcile people to him? So you have become ambassador of reconciliation. Jesus came to reconcile men to God. He died so that you can have his life. So that through the gospel you may be an ambassador to reconcile people to God. So now you have become an ambassador fully loaded with the life of Christ so that you may continue on the assignment of dispelling darkness and establishing the kingdom. So you have become an instrument in God's hand. Your body is a temple through which God lives to continue his life here on earth because it will be illegal for God to live here without a body. The law of earth says a ghost has no right here. Yes, no ghost has right on earth. 
That's why even the Holy Ghost has to come in you. Nah. That's why the Holy Ghost has to use the body. Even in the Old Testament, it came on Samson. He came on them. He used a body because a ghost that used his own strength without a body is illegal. That's why angels don't come as ghosts. Hallelujah. They are different from most ghosts. Ah, So God said, I want to live my life. But I need a body. So now, I live my life fully in this body. So that this body may continue my life here on earth. So you are not a struggling nothing. I say you are not a struggling nothing. Amen. Catch me, you are not a struggling nothing. Amen. There is a greater level than the anointing. Do you know what that level is? There's a greater level than the anointing because the anointing sometimes uh, does not work with what we want it to work. There's a greater level. Yes, it's what I'm talking to you now. You are not just walking the anointing, you are walking as he. <laughs> you, 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 you don't need to stir anything anymore. When you come, he comes. When you talk, he talks. Then you can say like Elijah and Elijah of a prophet of old. Say, go rest. By tomorrow, next time. Hey, hey, I feel like prophesying over somebody this morning. I said, by tomorrow, this time. By tomorrow, this time. It's done. And then those who took the word, so what? Because a man has spoken. But, but even in the Old Testament, in the book of First Samuel, Papa said God didn't let any word from the mouth of Samuel fall to the ground because Samuel was representing him. So letting the word fall to the ground was a misrepresentation of a heavenly God. So God backed Samuel because he wants his integrity to be respected on earth. I'm praying this morning that you may step from that dimension where you are struggling to meet God where you know I'm hosting him. Amen. My God, my God, my God. My God, my God, I'm, I'm praying for the church to move from the begging mentality to know who you are, that you are moving with heaven, that, that your, your presence ushers heaven in a place that you don't need to say, oh God, come, no. Yes. And many times I said to God, why doesn't it work sometimes? He said, because sometimes when you go, you go as you. And when you go as you, fear steps in. Because you see it, you say, wow, this is a big thing. I need more. I need more power. And you don't come as he. He said to the disciples, listen, you know, show my God, maybe tomorrow on the resurrection. But, but what he said to the disciples, he said, go. I am with you from today on until the end of the age. I understand why Paul was not crying anymore to have a presence. I understand why Paul came to a place where he could look at a cripple and what he was looking for is faith in the heart of a cripple. And he said, in the name of Jesus Christ. And that cripple man stood on his feet. 
Because they understood. Listen, what I'm giving you here, it's a secret. They untrain and unlearn, don't know it. Why? Because they are still seeking something. And they don't function from the place of ye and me, we are one. I say he and me, we are. If you have seen the Father, This morning, the life of Christ has been given to you. Amen. Come on now, the life of Christ. I say the life of Christ. This is eternal life to know him. All this so that we may receive. I like the scripture. Let's read it again. Then we end up. First John 5, 11. That's a scripture I like. First John 5. First John 5, 11. Let's read it. And this is the testimony. Somebody say the testimony. Oh, this is a testimony, people. That God has given us. Not God will give us. God has. Somebody say God has. Okay, I'm a French-speaking guy, but I try to learn English. But in French, when they put something in the past tense, it means it's past tense. Now, I don't know about English. Maybe when they put it there, it means future. But in our... Uh, but, 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 but where I was born, every past tense is past tense. It didn't say God will give us. So we are not pursuing what we already have. Come on now. We are not pursuing eternal life. Because God has. No, eternal life is a Zoe life. God has given us God's life. God has given me God's life. So I have Zoe inside of me. I'm not living an earthly life anymore. I'm living a Zoe life. A life that is higher than the human life. A life that supplants the human life. So when I get that life, I'm a new creation in Christ. A creation that did not exist before, but has been engineered in the laboratory of heaven and put forth on earth to stand as he. He said he has given us eternal life. And now, and this life is in his son. So the secret is saying, God has given us the life that was in his son. Can you read it like that? Just stop. Say, God has given us the life that was in his son. I have the life of God in me. I say, I have the life of God in me. Say, I have the life of God in me. Oh, you don't check what I'm saying. I have the life. I have a life of God. I have a life of God in me. I have a life. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have a life of God. I have a life of God. I have a life of God. Where is Levante? Come and help me with a keyboard. My God. If you take my blood pressure, you take the blood pressure of God. 
My God, my God, my God. My God. My, if you take a sample of my blood, you see it's written words. Because I have a seed of a word. We've been born again, not, not through perishable seed, but through imperishable seed that abides and endures. So when you take my blood, you should see words. My God, my God, my God. There was a man of God that they told him he has cancer or, or, or heart problem. And then he started to quote the word. He started to quote the word. And when they took the Esther, they saw a cross on his heart. And you don't check what I'm saying. Let's move from religious Christianity into a living relationship with the Lord Jesus. God came to create a new species of people, a, a, a breed, a breed of people that came from the womb of God. So that you can say without shame and fear, I have a life of God in me. I, can, I, can I tell you something? He said, go and lay your, your hands on the sick. Do you know that any thief that leaves his fingerprint somewhere can be caught? Uh, I'm trying to get you. Uh, so when he said, lay your hands on the sick, it means your fingerprints. Yeah. And since your fingerprint is not your fingerprint anymore, in natural fact, he said, I need your hands so that I can put my fingerprint on them. Come on, come on, come on. Somebody, come on. So he said, Lay your hands on them because the life of God will be transferred into them. You become a portal of heaven, my God. You become, you become an altar through which God moves. Angels are coming up and down over you. So when you lay your hands, heaven is transferred into that person. So the sickness comes, and the sickness says, I have seen Jesus. Makosa Tababosa. The sickness says, the fingerprint that is here is a testimony of heaven. That's why the handkerchief and apron that touch the hands of Paul, the fingerprint, my God, stayed on them. When the demon saw the fingerprint, he knew this is no human fingerprint. This is God's fingerprint. I prophesy over you today. I prophesy over you today that you will go and reflect. Do you know why God said, be still? Because any troubled water cannot reflect the image. When the water is troubled, the image you see there is broken, although it's your image. So when you are troubled, you are not reflecting the true image of God. Because it's twisted. But when you say, peace, beast, when the devil looks, he sees a perfect image of Christ. And he has to flee. Jesus said, I give you my peace. I'm giving you as a gift 
not as the world gives. Take my peace. Move with my peace. In my peace, demon will run away. In my peace. In my peace. In my peace. There's another man. My dear, you know his testimony. They called him to say his son is dead. And when he was going to the hospital, he was rabbi shot there. God said, Peace. He said, I'm praying. God said, No, you are not praying. You are trying to him. Peace. He kept his peace and he started to cut the scripture that gives him the authority. And he knew that he was not going to raise his son, he was going to witness that his son has risen. Before he hit hospital, they called him, they said, Your son came back from the dead. The peace of God traveled. The reason why you are losing, because you are losing your peace. You're losing your peace. You hear the news, and uh, we are talking about the price of the food, and you lose your peace. And when you lose your peace, you lose. But you can say, since I'm young, I'm eating. There was no way uh, that in my days, God left me without feeding me. If he has done it so until now, why will he leave me now? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I'm not connected to the food price. I'm connected to the supply. You're not connected to the price of a petrol. You're connected to the one that gave you the car. Then peace comes. Peace comes in the storm. Jesus said, be there is something in you there is someone in you this morning I'm speaking life over you when you get out of this morning you are not alone anymore I say you are not alone anymore when you get out of this building your fingerprints are God's fingerprints so when you lay hand on the sick, you don't lay hand to say, maybe or maybe, maybe, maybe. You say, I leave you with my fingerprints. And my fingerprints will do the job. I read a book called The Diary of the Generals of John Gillick. I read there. John Gillick went to pray for somebody that has a cancer, but it's a tumor. He laid his hand on that gulf and the gulf didn't disappear. And Gilek says, it is done. Amen. He caught the train. He went and before he arrived, they called him. They said, your fingerprint have burnt a hole on the gulf. We can clearly see your fingerprint burning the hole, the gulf. And that gulf died. Gilek left his fingerprint there and the fingerprint did the job. Amen. One day I laid my hands on somebody here. I mean, praise God, he didn't have hair here. <laughs> I laid my hands, and we thought it was, when he went home, my hands was there, my fingerprint. They took a picture, and they sent to me, they said, when you lay on your, your hands on that man, your fingerprint stayed. 
They took a picture, it was my fingerprints. Greater is he. I said, greater is he. That is it. This is your day of revelation. You will never lose again because you know who is in you. That devil is no matter for you. It's no business for you anymore. Because you have a revelation. Oh, you have a revelation. It's in your speech. It's in your touch. It's in your look. It's everywhere. <laughs> I wanted to go home and look at that situation and say, I went as me. I have come as he. As me, I as come as he. I went as me. I as come as he. I went as me. I as come as he. I prophesy that over you, Miss Morning. I prophesy that over you, Miss Morning. I speak that over you, Miss Morning. I speak that over you, Miss Morning. I came as me. I to me, come, 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 quickly, 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 come help me, come help me, come help me, come help me, fire of the Holy Ghost, Ooh, I went as me, as coming, I'm coming back as he, fire of the Spirit, come help me, fire of the Spirit, Ooh, I went as me, my God, my God, I'm coming as he, you have seen me, has seen, help him, help him, help him, help him, fire, I came. Come, guys, come, guys, come quickly. Don't send me, don't send me. Come, come. Fire. I wait as he. Woo. My God. My God. He said, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. May the church come in that revelation. May the church come. Hold him, hold him, hold him, hold him, hold him. Hold him. Fire. Ah. My God. I prophesy that your past that you came with here is over. You are rising into a new man. This Passover is your renewal. Help her, help her. This Passover is your renewal. I came here with a mandate. I came with a mandate. God said, tell my people that they may arise and become a living church. For too long, the devil has taken advantage of my people. Now let them arise and know there is a God in heaven who has decided to dwell in people. Move with them on earth. Move with them on earth. My God, my God, my God. Somebody, somebody's getting it. I said, somebody. Come, come, Eugene. Somebody, come. Come, come. Look at me here. Somebody is getting it. I said, somebody is getting it. I said, somebody is getting it. The power of God is inside of you. I said, the power of God is inside of you. Woo, come, Kevin. The Lord showed me something about you. Come. While you are in holidays. My God. I was in a congregation with you. And I was sitting there. I look on my side. We were there. But the level of worship that you are worshiping, I have never seen you worshiping like that. Never in my life I've seen you like that. 
It's like when you stretch your hand, I saw like heaven was open. You were worshiping in another dimension. And I'm praying, glory! 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 I prophesy that God takes you to another level of grace. My God, my God, my God, my God, think that you have never experienced in the spirit. The heavens are open for you. It's your time, it's your time, it's your time, it's your time. 